0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit Freetalklive.com for the full episode. In the studio, it's myself, the captain.
1: It's Nikki And Richie Rich. So now the days are beginning to get longer. I know. For all you Northerners. Yeah.
0: Thankfully. So sad. Oh thankfully. you Like long days? Well, I, I just I don't darkness. like I don't yes, like I do. when it gets dark at four. <laughs> Right, like five yeah, is does, okay, no. six is better. Okay, you know, but four is just—it's
2: too so, early.
1: Now. Okay, being a nocturnal person, yeah, I typically wake up around like four, five, six, and it really messes with me when it's dark and yeah. I, you know, I so I'm. Constantly thinking that I'm late for things, like I'll wake up to do the show. <laughs> it'll be four o'clock, and I'm like, "Oh my god, it must be like ten o'clock at night. I missed the show." Have and you ever it's like woken free. up at,
0: at like the wrong hour, like the AM instead of the PM? No,
1: because I use a twenty four hour clock.
0: Uh, because that used so you're to waking up to at thirteen hundred. Yeah, I got yeah. you. Yeah, yep. It's the similar peeve of mine
3: than the daylight savings time. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, oh my gosh, it gets dark so early now.
0: Like, just move south. No. Right. Just well, go. I mean, no. hell out of here. L- what, When I without
1: just need some more vitamin D, man, kill me.
0: When I'm without day job, I tend to sleep in. So if a guy gets up at noon, you know, gets his coffee, muddles around the house for a bit. By the time he's you know ready to go somewhere and do whatever he's got to do for the day, there's only like three hours of daylight left. I know it's wonderful. (laughs) Uh, And so like I just like a little more daylight than that in my life. Yeah. But also I could correct that just by getting up earlier and going to bed sooner. But or moving south. There's longer days down there, man. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's nothing down there called, like, you know, the Free South Project or anything like that. I get it. I get it. So Val- Values, right? What do you mm-hmm. value more? Yeah. Like, freedom or longer yeah. days? You, you just, just, just because be I don't like, like it people. doesn't mean I can't bitch
3: about it, right? No, yeah. I, I get it.
1: Yeah, I feel that.
3: But it's, it's, it's complaining about something that has an obvious solution, right? Like, I don't want to fix the, the hours of the day that I have. I just want to complain <laughs> about it. Because you can fix it. to just, just move I'm south. just going to
0: make up my own time and follow that. Go for it. Yeah. What do you mean you're closed? <laughs> well, I'm only open during my business Captain's hours. time says it's
3: only 9.15.
0: Is it kick-ass o'clock? I don't know. Is there a whiskey in your hand? Did, did we say who we are? I think a, so, bunch, yeah. of okay. yeah. uh, <laughs> a bunch of times.
1: Okay, you're the captain.
0: Sometimes I forget. <laughs> I don't think you did the Stardate, oh, though. Oh, I didn't. That's right. I should do that.
1: I'm glad somebody's you know yeah. paying attention.
0: Captain's log, Stardate one two two
3: five two zero two two. And then we got to start the show, of course, by saying the seven words.
0: No, no, that's, wrong, that's not wrong the show. Day. Yeah, okay. but thanks for listening. All right. Yeah. <laughs> We nearly forgot yesterday too. <laughs> like I think it was and then I think it was well into the show before we brought something else up that you know is like normally a top of the show kind okay. of thing maybe the phone number or something. I'm like, I think that's the first time I said the phone number it has been like an hour and a half or something.
1: honestly, everyone should already have the phone number memorized.
0: This article from TheHill.com dot com says Americans can tolerate less than four hours. With family on holidays, survey fine. So, People get so excited to go to the family's house on the holidays. (laughs) If your family gathering lasts more than four hours. Just go for dinner. Just dinner and deuces. I'm out of (laughs) here. You know, there is something to be said about destroying a bathroom of somebody that, you know, you might not have the greatest feelings towards. (laughs) <laughs> at, at my family gatherings, there's usually a line. I was so hoping right. during during the trial, because uh, I attended a bunch of it, not quite okay. all of it, but almost all of it. And I was like, "Oh man, I'm just gonna wait. I'm gonna build." one. And I just never had to go. Like the whole, mm-hmm. like I was waiting to destroy the bathroom for those at sort the of things. Uh, yeah. Well, I thought about like eating broccoli the night before and a bunch of other, you know, to just yeah. really brew up some nice tea. <laughs> but uh, I, I was like, I also don't want to have like an accident you know right. what i mean i don't want to you know because if there's any doubt that that it's just a fart then you've crapped your pants you know so i didn't want to have doubt. You have
1: know, you when, ever heard when the gut started gurgling yeah have you ever heard of crop dusting
0: yes. i have yes doing, doing yeah, that so as, as you walked by yes
1: would have been one of the most honorable things anyone <laughs> could have done
0: especially on the day when when the the feds had their side of the pews packed yeah. Uh, that would have been.
1: Just rip one nice. right past them. Yeah.
0: Not even cro- just let them know too. <laughs> like yeah. the loudest crop
3: dusty you can yeah. ever do.
0: Uh, do. Do you guys have family gatherings? Did you go? Are you, you know, will um, there be? Yeah, I Like my family would have like traditional say, oh, let's go to grandma's house yeah. or whatever and you would either have a ham or a turkey, and you know it was all very pseudo traditional. We have a regular stuff that
1: we do every year. I actually ended up ditching my family gathering yesterday. Wait, actually, my family's really cool. We always have a really fun time. But I was just working so much. I have to work Christmas, which is and not my cool job like this. My
0: yeah, your uncool job. You're, we'll call it day job.
1: Yeah, my my night job.
0: <laughs> the bill paying. Wait, job. so you're working yeah, the tonight? Bill pay- yeah. Well, okay. And I worked Sorry last night, that. so.
1: But And, of course, me being me, I picked up extra hours. So I didn't get back to Keene until 2 p.m., and I was supposed to be at my aunt's house at 6.
0: I was wondering about this. Like, if you're a kid and your last name is, you know, Smith-Jones, because, you know, your parents married and, you know, mom decided that she was going to have the hyphenated last name, right? So so you're a dude and your name is Smith-Jones. That's your last name. And you marry a girl whose name is like, I don't know, Jennings hyphen what's another Johnson. Jennings hyphen Johnson. They both get married and have a kid. What's their kid's last name? Well, if they're traditional, they'll take the dad's last name. Okay, but Hmm. like Smith Jones. You know what I think? But what if you don't? Is he gonna have is he gonna have four? Like is he gonna have a name that rivals mine because of you gotta hyphenate both last names that are already hyphenated when you put them together it's four words now? It's Smith Jones Jennings Johnson? No, and that's just the last name?
1: I think there is a particular way that people um, handle these situations. Because I think, and I might be making this up, but I believe in the Mexican culture, they do the hyphenated last names quite mm-hmm. a bit. And there's a certain way that they, so it's not just like, because it would just be hyphenated forever. So then, you know, five generations right, and yeah. then you have like 15 last names. And you start sounding like names. mine, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I do think there's...
3: It's probably the paternal last name from both sides.
0: Mm, interesting. Maybe. Interesting. I'll look into
1: this. Hernandez
3: Rodriguez.
0: If uh you Johnson. have a hyphenated last name and you married somebody that already had a hyphenated last name and you had a child, give us a call. You don't even have to, even have, to have the child. 603 283 6160. Well, okay, but like I'm more curious like sometimes though like uh people will marry and they'll name their kid and then they'll get divorced and want to go back to their maiden name yeah. after they get divorced or whatever. So then Smart. so then the kids got like you know, a name that doesn't match the whatever parent they live with, you know, kind of a thing. That's so why if you're a dude, don't sign the birth certificate, just in case. <laughs> You've been listening to Tom Likas? I don't know. Is that what he says? I have no idea <laughs> well, what Tom well, says. He, he just gives advice to men about it, okay. or he used to. I don't know even know if he's still on the air. Like, if if it's your kid, right,
3: you're on the hook anyway. But if it's not your kid, you don't want to take legal responsibility for it by signing the birth certificate.
0: Mm. That's all I'm saying. Tom Likas may have been the originator of Flash Friday. Okay, now that I think about it, he used to do drive time. Uh, I think in you know California L.A. area, and so he did drive time rush hour kind of thing, and and then he got syndicated. So then he was on in more cities, sort of during right. the, the same rush hour, and uh, he would he would tell people to drive around with their headlights on. Okay. Uh, You know, during daylight hours. And if they did so, then that was a signal to women that they wanted to be flashed. Nice. So if you did that, you could could get some free boobies. Daytime running lights for the win. According to the survey, 75% of respondents will hit a point where they need time away from the crowd. They can be creative in their ways of escaping. One in four has hidden in a relative's house to take a moment alone, while thirty percent or 37% have gone so far as to make an excuse and leave the house altogether. I mean... If you're in the South, well, go to the barn with your cousin. Or several of them. Uh, when I was, you know, outside would definitely be where you know, me and, and the other kids would go if the weather you know Purp- tolerated or if we were dressed appropriately going on a
1: walk with your cousins wink wink
0: uh, i mean oh that eventually turned into that yeah, yeah. safety meeting that kind of a thing <laughs> uh, it certainly did at some point
1: does make the family more tolerable oh
0: it certainly does uh, and then uh, what really like is funny later on is when you realize that you know some of your aunts and uncles did that too you know it wasn't just you but like you just noticed it after oh, yeah. you started doing you're like hey <laughs> uncle tony and aunt joyce they would They would do that, too. Like every year. Weird. Anyway. Uh, The survey was commissioned by Motel 6. Nice. Apparently they left a light on for you. (laughs) And conducted by one poll, it examined the delicate balance between wanting to spend time with family and also needing a bit of space. Of those surveyed, 95% believe it's important (laughs) to spend the holidays with family, and two in five of those... Planning to stay with family? Admit that it can be a stressful experience.
3: Motel Six commissioning the survey just in case you don't want to spend the night at grandma's house. Right.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> hey, come to Motel Six. You know you can only handle four hours with like, those people.
0: I've got family that are, that would insist. No, no, no. You you stay with us, and you're like, no, yep. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. Not a I chance. Already rented a hotel room. You know, uh, I'm gonna be here for three hours and 54 minutes. <laughs> and then I'm Tops. the GTFO. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, everybody's got their own thing. Yeah. You know, do what you want. Do what you need, you know, whatever you feel is necessary for you. My tolerance for family right now, partially
3: because they're so far away, is like a text message. Right? Like I don't even call anymore. So I spent all of eight minutes earlier this morning yeah. or this afternoon texting people back home like, Merry Christmas. Yeah, I did a bit of that. Too. Cut and paste. Merry Christmas, right? Yep. And then the occasional response like, Hey, is how you doing? I'm like
1: like, oh, you we weren't supposed to go this far. Yeah. You were supposed yeah. to send me, like, a Santa emoji or right. something. Like, we
3: we know you don't care, because I text you, like, four times a year. Yeah. Like, you don't, you don't care.
0: Well, The pretense. There appears to be a person that does something a little bit differently, and that is, uh, this is from greenlemon.me. The headline reads, I'm charging my family for Christmas dinner for the sixth year in a row. They've tolerated this for six years. Would you charge your family?
3: Would I personally? Yeah, absolutely. Like, why not? Like, I mean, I they-
1: wouldn't. I love feeding people. I'm always bringing people free food.
0: But they are performing a service. Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: and you're in the and the payment should be like their presence. and and maybe I like potluck style. So, like, mm-hmm. and that's typically what we do with our family. It's like. Hey, what what do you bring in? Like I'm going to bring this. I'm going to bring that. And right,
0: but it's if it's just, just like you know Grandma Jones or whatever yeah, yeah. doing, doing everything all. right, then like you know uh, buy her
1: a present. Uh, well,
0: kick her down something right. You know, yeah. the stairs perhaps.
1: I feel like it's Ch- just chip me, in for
0: the for the cost.
1: I feel like there's just that taboo thing surrounding money, like char- I, charging your family. I don't know. And for it's, me, personally, I mean, first
0: of all, it's got to be damn good.
1: Yeah. If yeah. if
0: you're charging for it, it's got to be you know top notch. Can't. Can't be charging me for you know like dinty more beef stew or yeah. some crap like that you know so on the other side of that sometimes
3: i would prefer to pay right like my mom used to be a pretty good seamstress tailor mm-hmm. sewer whatever yeah and she would have jobs lined up and be like mom i need this thing and i would get put on like the back burner Mm. like i'll yeah. get around to it yeah. when i have nothing else to do right yeah, yeah.
1: you'd rather be a paying customer yeah. that gets the service just, that just you're just asking put me for. in line
3: with the next paying yeah. customer and i will give you money because i know the quality of work you can do uh, but no it's like you're my son i can't do that
0: <laughs> then i gotta wait two months so uh caroline dudridge sh- uh, shares that she charges her family including the grandkids the cost of the Christmas dinner every year, and it's the sixth year in a row.
1: Is that a grandma? Uh, I believe so. She looks good.
0: Sure, uh, she has f- <laughs> not the captain's type.
1: <laughs> I guess not.
0: She has five children and six grandkids, and her current fee is eighteen bucks for adults, six what? bucks for children. That's steep, and three bucks for toddlers. Are you kidding? It's twenty twenty two. "Quote: I know some will moan, and I'll get excuses like my pay hasn't gone in, or my bank account is frozen, and I can't." Or can I just leave it for another week? But I'll eventually receive cash from them for the meal. The charging traditional started in 2016 after her husband passed away in 2015, and most of her immediate relatives are used to it. She shared her thoughts. Some people might think it's harsh to put a levy on meals for kids, but it's an important life lesson. The older grandkids like to try and offer to help me earn uh, to earn some of the money back, and I admire that. I see, work it off. Yeah. Help her, help her mm-hmm. with dishes,
3: sous chef perhaps.
0: Uh, the uh, there's a caption here on another picture of this lady. It says the pensioner who receives twelve hundred bucks every month says that the cost of groceries has increased every year, forcing her to scour for the best deal. Well, that's true. We all know about inflation. If you paid any attention to free Talk oh, yeah. life at all, you should know about inflation.
3: Do Do you feel less bad about it knowing that she's on a fixed income and she's just using this to help cover the cost of feeding yeah. her five kids and six grandkids or whatever it is?
1: No, yeah, and I I do get it, but for me, I just but for I her. I would never do something like this, and I don't think but I for would her. kind of be offended if my family, was like you got to pay eighteen dollars to come. I would rather. Like I said before, like the potluck style, like, okay, Okay. maybe she does the ham, but like you guys are all responsible for bringing side dishes and desserts and somebody brings a salad, somebody bakes bread, you know. Here's a
0: question for you. Let's say this lady dies. Somebody takes up the like, okay, we're going to have Christmas dinner at my house Mm -hmm. mantle. Do they take up the, hey, you got to pay for it mantle? Or does this die with her?
1: I guess it depends how they feel about it.
0: Yeah, I'd say
3: it depends on just, who does it and what their income level is. I've never I mean, heard wealthy, of anyone not. doing
1: this before. You know what I mean?
3: That's why it was a novel article. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: That's why we're talking about it. <laughs> we're giving ideas to people yeah. for the next I will tolerate more than four hours.
0: I mean if I can charge like, you. Like seriously, like inflation is real. Groceries have doubled if not more than that. And so, like, you know, there's a whole bunch of people that aren't making as much money as as they think they are because, you know, the number of dollars hasn't changed, but the value of the dollars certainly has. And so to offset that, this might be a thing that somebody incorporates because, you know, it makes better sense for them. You know, She goes on to say, every week my budget buys less and less, so I have to be tactical in buying ingredients to make dinner for my 12 guests. Like many moms and grands who always make Christmas dinner, I couldn't beat the cost of buying all the gifts and paying for the entire meal. I was worried I'd spend the new year paying it all off again. With the fixed price comes the ability to pick what they want for dinner. Christmas dinner usually consists of wine, soft drinks, pudding, Christmas crackers, nuts, and cheese, and decorations. I will not eat decorations. I'm sorry. Those, those do not sound tasty. My plan at least streamlines dinner and ensures everyone has a say and helps out.
4: What if
1: you don't eat eighteen dollars worth of food?
0: Well, how do you, I want it
1: to go, box? How do you how do you then measure? I don't even eat meat.
0: How do you measure eighteen dollars worth of Christmas dinner? And
1: that's up to Barbara or whatever her name was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what if you only get like seventeen dollars and ninety five cents worth of Christmas then dinner? Then
1: I want my nickel back.
0: But what if you actually accidentally get like twenty two dollars worth of worth of food? Have you stolen from some other family member now? It's a buffet style. Mm-hmm. You just eat as much as
3: you want. And you pay so. your 18 bucks.
1: This is getting too complicated.
3: <laughs> I will say this. I wonder what would happen, right? Because this is something I would totally do because I have the willpower to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to eat. I just want to come and hang out. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Dope. I'm not paying. You know, and at some point, like, someone's going to crack and, like, Bro, just eat something, right? Like, yeah. no, nope, because I'm not McDonald's.
1: Paying, you know? <laughs> just eat it in front of everybody. I, I well, like
0: to eighteen bucks. I get a whole pizza to myself. Yeah. I like to like non-traditionalize the the holiday meal. Okay. Um. Uh, for example, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, I made uh, uh, pulled pork with uh, Carolina mustard sauce. Right. So for pulled pork sandwiches, right? Because right. like that totally says Thanksgiving. <laughs> Right, but like I like to do. Uh, one one year uh, back in Seattle, uh, there's a a place out there called Jack's Barbecue. They do Texas style dry rub smoked ribs. They're th- the best. I don't. They they must have special <laughs> LRN.FM. giant ribs humongous ribs i gotta i gotta wait for the seven seconds before i continue speaking on the subject of giant mm, f- mm, ribs
1: somebody's getting cold for christmas i, I had to dump
0: myself uh, <laughs> <laughs> i dumped myself right you know what's, what's that song
1: christmas
0: when i we heard, like two air, versions of that song myself. on amazon music <laughs>
1: really yeah
0: i uh, apparently got well, way too used to beard talk live yeah. last night. Uh, Anyway, That's one of
3: the seven words. How can we get the captain to say the other six? (laughs)
0: Listen to Beard Talk Live. Uh, That's how. Uh, At any rate, uh, this place uh, has giant ribs, and so I ordered, like, two full racks, because, like, three ribs is like a meal for even me, right? And so uh, uh, I show up with these two tins. You know, they're like the big foil pans with the big foil lid on it. Yep. And, uh, like, just put these in the oven at, like, 290 degrees and just leave them there until we're ready for dinner and they'll be fine. I'm like, really? That's it? Yeah, just put them in the oven. Well, what is it? I'm not going to tell you. Just put them in the oven. So I put them in the oven. And there was already, you know, they'd been cooking a turkey all day. So it was already kind of at the right temperature and, okay. and that kind of thing. So they just sat there and all of a sudden, like, the smell started rolling out of the oven. People like, what? what, is that smoked meat I smell? Because you can totally tell smoked meat. And I'm like, yeah, like, what did you bring? I'm like, okay, go ahead, open it up. They're like, oh, ribs, oh my gosh, Merry Christmas to everybody, you know, kind of a thing. Moving right along, I, I want to talk for a minute about uh, the Pope. Of the of the Church of the Invisible Hand? Uh, no, oh. uh, uh, Pope Pope Francis, apparently. Uh, Francois. The Pope oh. of uh, Catholicism. Can the there Vatican. really be I mean, the, the okay. Vatican? All right, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, can
3: there really be the Pope when there's like two Popes hosting this show every once in a
0: while? I mean, n- no, not. But okay. if they're not of the same religion, then if they're the only Pope of their religion, then yes, they would be okay. the Pope. All right, but when you say the Pope, I think people naturally assume
3: that's the, the Roman Catholic. Yeah.
0: Pope. yeah, yeah. Anyway, Pope Frank, I mean Francis says the world is suffering from a famine of peace. Uh, something we've been saying here on Free Talk Live recently uh, that I stole from Mark Edge. way to finally get on the bandwagon Pope is uh, cryptocurrency Bitcoin is really the only way we have to wage peace, right I mean nonviolent way right Sure yeah so it's a way. Is
1: there a violent way to wage peace?
0: Well, I mean, uh, any uh,
1: violence uh, is not you know.
0: uh, That's a good question, but that seems to be what most people's knee-jerk reaction is. Yeah, exactly. And and how like you know, I don't know, like wars get started, right? You know, all those people. Your version of peace is different than our version of peace, so we're gonna bomb you, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I will be the lone voice of violence
3: then. (laughs) Of course you would. (laughs) Why wouldn't you? (laughs) Well, because it's great. To have peace right but it, it is sustained the underlying you know sustainment of peace mm-hmm. is the ability
0: to defend against encroachment yes violently yeah i mean uh, the non-aggression principle makes it very clear that uh, defense is is where violence is understood is, is okay so if you're a principled person uh, or if you're unfamiliar with the non-aggression principle go look it up it's so cool. pro-peace but also pro-justifiable
3: defensive violence. Mm. Okay. That's it. Yeah, that seems fair. Yeah. To Other, me. Otherwise, you, your peace turns into pacifism and you get smoked and rolled over. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't do anything for the the longevity of
0: peace throughout the world. Yeah. I sat through Gandhi. I know what that's about. Okay.
1: <laughs> I think this article is more specifically speaking to like peace in regards to war too because we can think about peace in so many different ways like inner peace, peace within your relationships, um, you know, things like that. but the worldwide worldwide scale of peace, where we're constantly at war, I don't like when is the last time that two nations have not been at you know violent conflict with each other? Probably never. Mm. Well, you know,
0: the Pope did call for an end to the senseless war in Ukraine condemning what he said was the use of food as a weapon of war. Where did my piece of paper go that says who's on line 1? Do I don't know. Mr. Jet. Oh, it's Mr. Jet. Calling from where? Cortellini.
1: <laughs> Welcome.
0: What's well, on your yes. mind, Jet?
5: Merry Christmas to me.
0: Merry Christmas uh, to you. Yes, definitely to you. Yeah. And to all who
5: what do they say and to all a good night. Um well, not I yet. wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk about First Amendment auditing, but uh, let me ask you first. I haven't listened, you know, for the first hour, sure. or where where we are. You missed but, everything. Um, I know I did. <laughs> the um, have you have you used the term the government during that time?
0: Uh, you know, probably. Uh, actually, I I I don't believe that we did. We've been on some sort of weird topics. I don't know okay. if the term "the government" came up in the first hour or not. Now it did. It's very well, likely, it's hour two though. It, uh-huh. However, it is very likely that it came out of my mouth, at least, amongst yeah. other things okay. that shouldn't. So, I so did just, have to dump I'll myself.
5: You, I'll just quickly remind you to never use that term. Always use the term of the uh, of the violent agency that you're referring to specifically. Anyway. Okay, getting back to the First Amendment auditors.
4: I'm coming
5: in because I want to encourage more people to both get online and listen to these folks, but uh, join the group if you can, because I believe it's probably one of the best activities You know, in order to further liberty and freedom in your personal life. Um, It gives you all kinds of good information, Mm -hmm. you know, like... um, like how to handle you know, being asked for ID, how to refuse, and how to shut down unlawful um, interrogations. Yep. Um, I feel like First
3: Amendment Auditor is the PC version of cop blocking, and that sounded cooler.
5: Well, yeah, it was cop watch or, to begin with and cop blocking, and now um, the First Amendment because it kind of incorporates all those things Things in it.
0: Yeah, they're I very watch. similar, and uh, we have one jet uh, here on Free Talk Live. One of our uh, co-hosts, Joa. Well, I watch him uh, too. Yeah, breaking the flaw, uh, and, and uh, the, he's got and some the good NH stuff. Guy. Yeah, NH uh, exit. No, no, no. It's a. Uh, hmm, I don't remember.
5: But I'm telling you, there's so much, so much good information to be had. I mean, even how to sue police in cities and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, there's some of these guys are actually making a living of going around and uh, videoing places. They get upset, so call in the cops. The cops, you know, violate their rights and all kinds of things, and so they go back and sue for in between fifty and and $200,000, you know, and they're making a living at it.
0: Have you done any um, First Amendment auditing yourself yet?
5: Not actual auditing, mm-hmm. um, but I've been approached many times, you know, in certain circumstances from – Police and they always come up, and so you know they start out with, "How are you doing? Are you okay? Um, uh, you know, what are you up to?" Or uh, we got a call, so we have to ask for your ID and stuff like this. And I just, um, I just tell them, uh, you know, that's not important. And uh, I don't have an, the the biggest line I use is I don't have an ID to show you. And that's because I don't have an ID a walking-around-the-street ID. I don't have a beer-buying ID. I don't have... Um, so I asked them, you know, what kind of ID do you want? Of course, they say driver's license. Well, I'm not obviously driving, so...
2: Right.
5: It's pretty fun to do it. I've, I've, I've never been harassed um, more after I've said when they said, well, can I get your name and uh, date of birth, and I say that's not important.
0: <laughs> um, it's like a Jedi, a Jedi mind trick.
5: Yeah, they just they just put their little notepad away and um, but but the other thing is you'll find a lot of people um, challenge them by saying, "Am I under under arrest?" Or actually, they say, "Am I being detained or am I free to go?" Right. Well, I don't I don't agree with asking if they're being detained because so many times they'll just say yes, but they can't say yes to "Am I under arrest?"
0: Okay. Well, they could.
3: I mean, the the detention is the arrest, so if you're being detained,
5: you are under arrest. In effect, yes, but there there are two different levels of detainment. You know, the the first one is just called a detainment. Um, Then the under arrest, you have to, I guess, by law, uh, divulge your name and and, um, birth date. Okay. I mean, the
3: easiest way to test it is just walk away. Right, You don't have to ask the question. You can declare that I am free to go, and then you move, right? Yeah, if I'm and, not. And you I'm will not. be physically detained if you are being detained.
5: Yeah. There's, yeah. there's some fun things there, too. You know, people asking them, uh, am, I, um, am I free to go? If I'm free to go, then I'm free to stay. Uh, yeah. I'm free to walk away.
3: <laughs> Personally, just- I don't like being human bait either. Right, mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't yeah, want but, to be bothered by the cops. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't that. go out picking fights with cops. Right. Right. I, I don't go out picking arguments with cops.
1: And I totally get the whole point of First Amendment auditing and cop blocking and all that. But I kind of have the same philosophy as you, where it's like yeah. I just don't want to be bothered. I want to be left alone. When I get pulled over, I typically don't try to, you know, cause any problem. I'm just trying to get oh. on my way as quickly as possible.
3: That is where we will be different. Because once they have bothered what? me, I will make I will have them remember yeah. me some way.
0: We've got uh, Joe and Marilyn. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live.
1: Hello, Miss Nikki.
5: Hello, Richie Rich. Merry Hello. Christmas to all. Oh, thanks. And God bless all. And my Christmas wishes, Santa. Please vacate. Ian Freeman's sham of a trial conviction.
1: Mm. Yeah. Amen to that.
0: Yeah. That's I, I, my
5: Christmas wish, Christmas prayer.
0: I, I'm with you on that one.
1: Yeah. What a terrible Christmas present, man. I was thinking of that the other day. <laughs> I mean, I mean him being guilty, not what this nice caller just said.
3: Him being
5: yeah, found Nikki, guilty. That lady ain't yes. yet. It can be, it can be uh, vacated and also can be appealed on certain things.
0: Yeah. The, the like, appeals uh, certainly
5: called expert. The one who said, oh, I'm an expert. Well, were you certified? No. Right.
0: Yeah, the appeals certainly are forthcoming, and, uh, you know, I hope they go well. I personally did not feel like uh, they presented evidence beyond a reasonable doubt. In fact, I think that there was so much reasonable doubt that uh, for them to just go to spend five hours and go guilty on all counts, uh, to me, means they spent no time at all reviewing anything, and were just like, "Hey, let's let's get one more free lunch out of this thing, uh, nail this guy to the wall, and get the hell out of here, so we can go Christmas shopping."
1: Well, this was just so obviously a witch hunt. Like, n- there was no evidence. It was the you know, it was absolutely ridiculous, and I was very very surprised.
3: So,
5: being insolent, mindless all the on the jewelry, and they were going, "Well." If the government put on trial, it get
3: to don't you think? Being insulated be in this community, I tried, to, I tried to keep most of my opinions and thoughts to myself so as not to spoil the punch. Until you get here on Sunday. Until I get here on <laughs> Sunday. Well, and I'm, I'm trying not to do that, but if you remember, like anyone here, everyone familiar with Larkin Rose? Yep. Right. Okay. So he did a year in prison as well for willful failure to file. Right. And he wrote a book about it called, like, Kicking the Dragon. Yep. And there was a video that I think is free on YouTube about, like, his basic defense for his case. Right. Which makes all the logical sense in the world, and yet a jury found him guilty. Yep. So anytime you take it to a jury trial, I go, like, well, if you're in the freedom community, liberty community, you can't trust those morons. Right. Nope. Right? And then we had the no case. No one can. And then, well, yes, but especially us. Yeah. And then you had the case of the Liberty Dollar, right, yep. with Bernard von Notthaus several years ago, 15 years ago or something at this point. Yep. Right, who got uh, uh, charged with, like, counterfeiting. Right. Right. And he was like, wow, well, jury's smart enough to notice that a nope. one-ounce piece of silver doesn't look anything like a U.S. quarter.
0: Mark right. Edge was in my ear the, the whole time that we were going to the trial every day. And he would say things like, uh, "A short jury, that is one who makes a decision quickly, is usually in favor of the defendant. That is, if they if they make their choice uh, quickly, that it's generally uh, in favor of the defendant." That's why I was
3: nervous during the Kyle Rittenhouse trial because they took forever in deliberations.
0: Yeah, yeah, but got it right. But got it right. But apparently that doesn't apply here uh, when you're up against Christmas. And also, I, I didn't like the judge repeatedly. Telling the jury that, uh, you know, we'll try and get you out of here before the holidays. We'll try to wrap this up before the holidays. We'll try and wrap this up before Christmas. Repeatedly. Every day he would say that to the jury. And so, like... To me, that's like, that's not what you tell the jury. You tell, you take as long as you need to. To If it needs to go beyond the holidays, that's fine. We will facilitate. That's what you say to the jury. You don't say, hey, let's try and make a quick decision so we can get the F out of here. Well, and
1: also, if we're so worried about Christmas, then why was the trial booked right before Christmas?
0: I think it was done intentionally.
1: Absolutely. So it's just the whole thing is strange. I don't
0: like that the same judge is about to sentence Aria in January. Yeah.
1: I don't like that either. After
0: having seen this jury trial I don't like
1: any of this. This whole thing is complete nonsense. This trial shouldn't... These charges, none of this should have even happened.
3: Agreed. So I will will comment uh, on your statement earlier about the bench trial. Mm -hmm. I think in a lot of cases, the bench trial is better if you have a solid defense with regards to what the law says, right? Because, Because the judge has more understanding of how the law works, We're like, oh, if you have the crime and you have to prove, like, all elements of the crime and you don't prove this
0: one, right, the judge is more likely to go, like, nope. All right, let's circle back to uh, Pope Frankie saying the, the world is suffering from a famine of peace. Yeah. Uh, he called for an end to the senseless war in Ukraine uh while the war in ukraine occupied much of his 10 minute speech he also spoke of a grave famine of peace also in other regions and other theaters of this third world war and we were like third world war uh, D- Does the Pope decide when we're at war, and what they're called? Is he the name? Is he neighbor? talking
1: about third world countries? Because that's what my brain just told me when oh. you read that oh, sentence. Oh, I didn't think about
0: that either. Yeah, he could mean something different than instead of W W I I I. He could mean that the world is at war with third world countries. Okay. Right? I, I mean, are we, which his, one is he calling a third world country uh, then? Russia other, or He just says other places. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's, he's being vague and nondescript. He's vague booking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Pope only decides
3: war when he sends out the Crusaders.
0: Uh, he did sing a lot of conflicts and humanitarian crises in the Middle East, Myanmar, Haiti, and the Sahel region of Africa. The pontiff also prayed for reconciliation in Iran, where mass anti government protests have swept the country for more than three months. Most mostly peaceful protests. A lot of folks probably don't even know that that's going on yeah. because it's it's crickets on mainstream media. The protests there have been met by a crackdown, with more than 500 people, including 69 children, killed. Human rights groups say, speaking from a balcony at the Basilica overlooking St. Pete's Square, the 86-year-old Pope lamented the human cost of war. He's 86.
1: Looks older than that.
0: Uh, really. Uh, he uh, urged. I
1: was, never mind, I'm dyslexic. You
0: thinking about Joe, Joe Biden again?
1: I'm thinking of 68.
0: Oh, oh.
1: Anyways, I, I was
0: waiting for somebody to bring bring a 69 joke in here, but no. they didn't. Okay. Well, I mean,
3: there were 69 children. I left that one on the table. Uh, I I,
0: that, I just <laughs> wanted to, to make sure I left it open for for y'all to make yeah. your dirty joke while we're talking about the Pope. You know, it's appropriate. Uh, he urged 69 children in the Pope's house. What? <laughs> Uh, I prefer the seventy-seven. Okay, because you get eight more. Eight more.
1: All right. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. He urged not to forget those who go hungry while huge amounts of food daily go to waste and resources are being spent on weapons. The war in Ukraine has further aggravated the situation, putting entire peoples at risk of famine, especially in the Afghanistan, uh, especially in Afghanistan and in the countries in the Horn of Africa. He said. We know that every war causes hunger and exploits food as a weapon, hindering its distribution to people who are already suffering. The Pope said those who hold political responsibilities should lead the way to make food solely an instrument of peace. His message was followed by the customary to the city and to the world blessing recited in Latin and traditionally in many other languages. I don't know about you, but never in my life have I really,
3: really worried about a russian land evasion well and also <laughs> right. just, like what what yeah. are we really foregoing here yeah, the, it's like uh,
1: let's just sacrifice ukraine then like well thank god russia's busy attacking ukraine so they leave us alone that's kind of what that feels like to me
0: yeah i mean uh, i saw red dawn and i still was like i'm not worried yeah you know <laughs> well
3: okay and so what if russia attacks ukraine ukraine fights them off
1: it's just none of our business honestly
3: right and so he brings up like the nazis Right, like well World War II, you also, would you wouldn't have business. you would have been okay if like the US didn't go in and yep. help them defeat the Nazis right I was like
1: yeah I, yeah I totally would yeah
3: because I don't I don't think that the Nazis would have invaded the United States right they, they right. wanted Europe
0: right yeah
3: you know it's like well by the time they took all of Europe they would have been too big of a threat to the United States Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, maybe, yeah, Can't, like. Maybe,
0: right? Yeah. Like, maybe. Like, like, nobody actually knows this for a fact because it's speculation.
3: Right. Well, we don't want to get that far. We want well, to stop it before we have to think about stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Well, and let's go back to the non aggression principle. You know, only aggress if you're being aggressive, like right. self defense. Yeah. Like, I'm right. not going to attack you because I think that you might attack me in the future. or, And I mean, I guess you can use the example like, okay, so if somebody was attacking Captain. Yeah, I'd probably come in and help him. You know, uh-huh. I wouldn't just let him, Thanks, Nikki. you know, get attacked.
0: Nikki's got my back.
1: But I got your back. But so, uh, but, but my... would you
3: take my money to get the captain's back? No. No. See? that's
1: not, yeah. So you so. do
3: what you want voluntarily, but you can't put the bill on me afterwards. Right. Hey, I, I helped the captain. Here's your bill, yeah. Rich. Well, and to
1: sacrificing <laughs> other It'll people work like so that. we can build on that. So Unless,
0: if... of course, I subscribe to your security service and she's an employee. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Well, yeah, that's absolutely. different.
1: But also, I mean the draft, I mean we're sacrificing all of these young men who yeah. willingly or unwillingly are going to war now. They have nothing to do with this. More so it's like, yeah, I don't think that what the Nazis are doing or whatever what Russia's doing is okay. Yeah. But why should we sacrifice other human lives? who don't, they don't really have anything to do with it. You know, we're sacrificing people for something that is none of our business.
0: And you are correct about how there are very few people uh, in the media talking about peace. There are very few people in the world talking about peace. Doesn't sell. Doesn't sell. So says Megadeth, peace sales, but who's buying? Nobody. Because it's it's not selling. It's oversupply under demand and that's the state of humanity today and that sucks sucks big time yep peace should be at the top of everybody's to-do list in my opinion it should be the way that humanity gets gets along with each other Mm -hmm. peaceful cooperative voluntary means keep your word satisfy your contracts
3: be the warrior in the garden right yeah prepare yourself for some eventuality or inevitability that someone may decide to aggress upon you. Yeah. And you may need to have the skills of war to defend against that encroachment. Yep.
0: A priest close to the Pope is accused of inviting two nuns to take part in a Holy Trinity threesome.
1: Woohoo. There you go. That's uh,
0: the, what we're calling it now. This, this would be the sexy Sunday part of the, that, tonight's I broadcast. I feel like
1: I went to that Halloween party. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, there's a, a, a local band. I'm trying to remember what they're called. Uh, but they had a song. Uh, this is in the Seattle area. They had a song called Two Nuns in a Fight with Chainsaws," oh, and word. I was like, "That's a great song just just the title of it alone. Never mind the song itself. But it was a, a graphic depiction of you know what would happen with two nuns if they were fighting with chainsaws. And yeah, that was fun.
3: Anyway, I don't dude, know. dude comes home from church. <laughs> like, honey, we have to try this thing the church calls the Holy Trinity. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's approved by the Pope,
3: I promise.
0: We are not sexual experts. These are not recommendations. (laughs) Or are they? Two nuns and a priest walk into a bedroom. (laughs) Two nuns and a priest walk in. Uh, So let's see the bullet points here. Marco Ivan Rupnick, 68, is accused by former nun of using his psycho-spiritual control over her to have sex. Including threesomes and watch porn films. You know what
1: this is? She got caught and now she has to be like, he, he put a spell on me.
0: 68 uh, year old wizard. Uh, you know, <laughs> he, he's just one year off. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rupnik was a spiritual director of a convent in Slovenia at the time of allegations. The former nun, now 58. Said Rupnik exploited her and used her relationship with God to make her have sex with him. Well, that's mm-hmm.
1: unfortunate if that's true.
0: I, how does how does one how does one use their spirituality to make somebody have sex with I them? I don't know. Like it was a hierarchical religious relationship.
1: people believe but, crazy stuff. Of course man. they do,
0: but like if there was no force involved. He didn't make her do anything. She made yeah. a decision.
1: Have you ever seen those videos of the mega churches where they're like whipping people like they, you know, like throw a Powerball and all the people fall down like bowling pins. The spirit people compels really, you. No, the that's what The spirit compels you. People really get into that stuff yeah. and they're like hypnotized by it.
3: Here's more advice for the guys. All right. Put a little more care into it. Yeah. Get a little better at it. And maybe she won't regret it when you're done. <laughs>
1: Or, I think this is. Sage
0: advice right there. Sage advice. We did a. Get some technique. Yes.
1: We had an article on the show. It was a long time ago, maybe over a year ago. But it was about. <laughs> a great
0: you could also carry a, a consent card. I've seen these. Yes, people okay. carry consent cards, and they were like, they're like "Hey, you know," uh, or
1: like a document, no. like "Sign here," yeah. which no, totally ruins the mood because totally, the sex yeah. contract
0: was a parody
3: on Chappelle's show it wasn't ever supposed to be a real thing we
1: did an article on it on the show where it was progressives were like this is the future the liberals want they want you to have to sign a sex contract or else everyone's gonna rape you and there's no consent and blah 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 No, but it was
3: a parody on Chappelle's show like 20 years ago now it's a real thing
0: yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, ridiculous art art imitates life imitates art imitates Uh, life no Uh, so anyway a Slovenian (laughs) priest who is said to be close to the Pope how close to the Pope, is he? Mm. Uh, has been accused of inviting two nuns to take part in a holy trinity threesome. Marco Ivan Rupnik, 68, was accused by a former nun of using his psycho-spiritual control over psycho-spiritual. her some three decades ago. Three decades ago. It's
1: just coming up now. Come to have on, sex, man. including
0: group sex, and watch pornographic films. At the time of the allegations... Rupnick, it was the 90s. It was weird back then. Uh, at the time <laughs> of Think the allegations... About that.
3: 30 years ago? 90s. 90s.
0: Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I'm old. Uh, Rupnik, who is known in the church for his artwork, was a spiritual director uh, of the convent in Slovenia, where the former nun, now 58, has described how her complaints against the priests were ignored. Uh, Rupnik is now at the center, at the century, they spell it the English way, C-E-N-T-R-E, of the scandal that has engulfed the Jesuits, a Catholic order of priests and brothers, of which Pope Francis is a member. Uh, The former nun told the Italian investigative newspaper Domani on Sunday in an explosive testimony, Father Marco started slowly and sweetly getting inside my psychological and spiritual world, exploiting my uncertainties and fragility and using my relationship with God to push me into sexual experiences with him. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Sarah. Merry Christmas.
4: Merry Christmas! We made it another year, and and then uh, I did not catch COVID or the flu, but I wanted to call in about the flood control. They ha- they have quite a bit of a flood control system um, from the monsoon season that we have in Albuquerque and or from the Rio Grande, and so this is like a, a big deal for all the places where they have rivers. Damn. So the you know, like taming the Nile was like a big project.
2: Damn. The...
4: The Nile? Right. Right. Going through Albuquerque. No, like I like, any anytime there's a big river, they get all this um rain when it melts from the snow. Um mm. and then and then what does it 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 used to just kinda Irrigate the, I mean, how do you say, moisturize the land, water the land any way that yeah. they wanted to. Mm-hmm. You put a farm next to a river
3: and you have a water source for yeah, your
4: crops. It's like the Fertile Crescent. Yeah, but you know what? There's, now they have really sophisticated ways of um, saving the water or funneling the water. They have a um, dam. Like yeah, dams or arroyos. I, I, I just never thought that it was that much involved. You know what I mean? So how did you learn about this? Oh. Oh, you know what? i was walking through the trail and um i've seen pictures of when the albuquerque used to be flooded i mean i'm like i've never knew that it does that so that when when they don't have like the um channels the or Royals and the dams and the uh, floods where the, all the water drains off into the into the streets and it, they c- collect it and have a major system otherwise the, i've seen pictures of, uh, of of cars and everything being flooded in the 1920s. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah,
0: yeah. Be- before they did all of the flood control stuff, uh, there would be, uh, during what you're calling the monsoon season, uh, and this occurs in m- most of the desert land down there in the, we'll call it the southwest, uh, there would be right. flash floods. This from NewYorkPost.com. Man with World War One explosive lodged in his rectum sparks bomb scare and hospital evacuation. <laughs> Bomb 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 in the bum. Bomb 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 in the bum. Bomb, bomb. bomb in the bum. Bomb. Yep, yeah, bomb in the bum. Bomb. bomb in the bum.
1: I'm surprised they made the hospital evacuate. Bomb
0: in the bum. It was a, dang, a live dang, ding, bomb dig, potentially.
1: From World War 1. I. I mean at that yeah. point, I mean, if it was going to explode, it would have exploded in his butt already. It
0: gives new meaning to explosive <laughs> diarrhea.
1: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Remember, folks. Tread oh yeah, lightly. right, right.
0: I don't want to get a note from the producers. Many <laughs> of them.
3: I just, I just like that we talked about this a bit beforehand, and Nikki has experience with this as a nurse.
1: Yeah, well, T- not personal. I've never been uh, an emergency. <laughs> I've never worked in the emergency department. Well, I have once or twice, but never. Not enough. I've never seen anything up somebody's butt. In at work. This, the, the, at work. Okay.
0: The- <laughs> That's, that's the phrase you're not supposed to say.
1: Okay, well. No, I no. Feel like
0: but, at was, right, uh, but at any rate. But uh, at any rate. I feel people, like I was trapped into that. People do come in, and, and this is more common than we suspect? Oh, yeah. How so?
1: So I'm actually in a member of this group on Instagram, or I follow a page on Instagram, rather, and it's a radiology page, and every Friday. I wish I remembered what it was called, because it's such a funny name that they have for it. But basically what they do is they have... Doctors and nurses and other radiology techs share x rays of different things oh. that are in people's rectum that come into, so foreign objects right. that people are coming into the hospital to remove. Not and
3: domestic objects.
1: Apparently, foreign it's,
0: objects, <laughs> feral objects. Yeah.
1: Apparently, it's always the same story. Like, whenever a guy comes in, he's never honest about it, right? He's never like, yeah, you know, I was doing some stuff and got stuck, whatever. He's
0: like, I was watching Steve-O. He's like,
1: I I don't know. I just sat down on the chair and my girlfriend left this can of Lysol there. <laughs> oh,
3: wow. Is
0: this yep. where uh, Elf Every- and Myself
3: comes from?
1: <laughs> Apparently. That- Every
3: time he opens his mouth, it sprays out. Which <laughs> was
1: actually part of the story that one of my coworkers okay. told me. He was. We asked him because he was an er nurse and we we're like we, you got to tell us what is the craziest thing that you've seen in in regards to that and it was a febreze okay and he said every time the guy like coughed or moved, it would spray <laughs>
0: <laughs> and not smell so that's kind of like a good thing right i mean i guess so you know no crop dusting for him a french hospital was partially evacuated saturday after a senior citizen arrived with a World War 1 artillery shell lodged in his rectum probably so kept it from one of the just, battles he was in just one of the one of the you know fringe things that people don't think about when they think about statism is the trash it leaves behind and the people who get harmed by it okay so the 88-year-old 88-year-old patient it's 88 with a bomb in the bum with a bomb in the bum bomb in the bum dang a dang dang <laughs> Uh, the 88 year old patient. Bang, a bang, Bomb <laughs> Bombing the bum, a bang, a bang, diggy, diggy. <laughs> something about up jump the boogie. Yeah. Up, up something. Uh, the 88 year old patient visited Hospital St. Muse in Toulon. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Toulon. Toulon. Yeah, the bomb was definitely Toulon for where it was. <laughs> to have the antique explosive removed, but instead sparked a bomb scare. French publication Varma reported. An emergency occurred you know, I was thinking like <laughs> if he like you know, just tried to like go sit on the toilet for a while, see so if he could work it out himself. It gives new meaning to like blow up the John. Yeah. <laughs> an emergency occurred. Where are you going, Dave? <laughs> go try and blow up the John. <laughs> From nine PM to eleven thirty PM Okay. Two and a half hours on Saturday evening that required the intervention of, a, of bomb disposal personnel. They called in the bomb squad. This is not my jurisdiction. <laughs> so,
1: is this before or after they removed
0: it? Oh, this is uh, so the emergency occurred while it, I assume oh, it's still in. Right? Yeah. That's why he's in the emergency and they, room. And then they called in the bomb squad apparently. Like, We're not touching it. It could be a bomb. And then evacuated the adult and pediatric. Uh, uh, as well as the division of incoming emergencies, a hospital spokesperson stated. So those areas of the hospital, they evacuated. We had to manage the risk in a reactive framework. The rep added. When in doubt, we took all precautions. Yep. They do show a picture of a doctor holding a shell. It's that,
1: really big.
0: And it looks <laughs> and it looks used. Wonder how long he's been using it. <laughs> I don't really want to know.
1: That is much yeah. larger.
0: It's probably
3: not the thought. first time. First time it got stuck.
1: So, I'm not going to kink shame him. It's fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bomb disposal experts, probably never seen anything like this before, at the scene, determined there was little possibility the shell would explode inside the man. This is breaking news from yesterday at 1.50 p.m. Uh, It's about Sam Bankman fraud and the government, apparently. By government, I mean the United States government. All right. A secret back channel between FTX and White House was closed the day after FTX filed for bankruptcy.
1: Not surprised.
0: A secret back channel between FTX and the Biden White House shut down the day after FTX filed. In November, TGP reported... Oh, this is from the Gateway Pundit, by the way. TGP reported that billions were sent to Ukraine from the U.S. Ukraine took some of its money and invested it in FTX. FTX then took millions of dollars and invested them... In U.S. politicians. The far left Washington Post reported on March 3rd that Ukraine was dealing in crypto. The Ukrainian government has gathered more than $42 million in cryptocurrency donations since Saturday, plus digital artwork including a limited edition worth roughly $200,000, according to blockchain and analytics firm uh, Elliptic. The challenge is how the country cashes in on these assets to fund its war needs. Uh, I find it... Interesting that governments are transacting in cryptocurrency. Yep. I wonder if they have a license. <laughs> well, they're the license nope. issuer. So okay, but even does, if they didn't, does it mean they, they, would they have? have give one? I mean, do
1: one? cops break the law?
0: Shouldn't they be, uh, you know, SWAT teaming themselves if they have no yeah, license? Yeah, they should be. So
1: doing things I can't say on the radio.
3: Right. So a lot of things written into the law right, exclude the behavior of cops. So they are in fact not breaking the law because the exclusion is written in for them.
1: They can also do things that I can't say on the radio.
0: Yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, they go through some sort of recap of the Sam Bankman fraud uh, escapades uh, and they go on to say, now we've learned that FTX and the Biden White House participated in a back channel that was closed the day after FTX went bankrupt. Sean McElwee had a Slack channel at Data for Progress that became a rolling conversation between McElwee Biden admin admin officials and some well-known reporters. And the day after FTX filed for bankruptcy and SBF resigned as CEO, McElwee abruptly shuttered the channel. Uh, This all came from a report at Far Left Politico. Uh, and just part of it says, McElwee went through a libertarian phase as an undergraduate at the King's College, and he still held on to some of his Cato-inspired beliefs as he drifted left. So not even really all that
3: libertarian if it's Cato. Right. There are I don't
1: even know what that is. Strict- oh,
3: the Cato Institute? Yeah. their heard their are policy think tank that leans a little bit towards libertarians
1: so they're conservatives
3: but they're like the worst libertarians they're like at the edge of libertarianism
2: yeah. yeah you just listened to the new extended free talk live daily digest we felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live.